0: Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now, I may be in my 20s, I may have the voice of a or Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to a mini episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today we're talking about gratitude and more importantly, a gratitude hack Because a lot of the times I hear people say, like, I want to start a gratitude practice because it's what I should do. It's what I should do. A lot of people talk about, oh, like, you know, gratitude's good for you, right? I want to be more of a happy human. I want to be more determined. I want to be more, like, joyful. I want to just be happier every single day. And I say, great, do you have a gratitude practice? And they'll either say, yeah, I tried it. It just didn't really work for me. Or they'll say, no. But I know I should. (laughs) And so today I want to talk to you guys about what it looks like to troubleshoot gratitude practices because like most things, we'll do it for three, four, five days or a week or two weeks, depending on who you are. And it starts off really great. It starts off feeling so good and you're like, oh, yes, I'm starting a new habit. I feel so great about myself. This is awesome. And then a few days or a week or so into it it starts to become a chore. It starts to get hard. It starts to be like, oh, that five minute exercise. You know, I don't have five minutes. I have I have so many things on my to-do list today. I can, I should just do those. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, you make the same lame-o excuse. And the next thing you know, the pabit has completely fallen off. So I say this because I have done this too, 100% with gratitude, with meditation, with so many different things until finally I was like, enough is enough. This is the kind of person I want to be. This I know how good it feels. Like on the days that I do this, I feel so much better. I have so many obvious instances of when this stuff makes me feel good and when I don't do it and I feel bad. Like it, just, it was so obvious to me until finally I was like, all right, enough is enough, no more. And I am going to talk about gratitude in two different ways because there's two different types of people in the world. And you might be one, you might be a hybrid, you might be thinking you're one and turns out you're the other. But there's people who like visual gratitude and people who like written gratitude. There is no hierarchy. There is no one that's better than the other. It is just whichever works best for you. I personally am a visual gratitude person. I like to visually see the moments that I feel grateful for and um, it just, it sinks in better for me. That's just, I, I just enjoy that more. However, I have three, four, five clients that have always been much more writer centric. They like to write things down. They like to see it. They like to craft it. They like to describe the feelings and the, the impact behind it. And I think that's beautiful. So there is no wrong answer here. It is just figuring out which one you are and allowing yourself to try out different things. Your gratitude practice does not have to be the same stinking thing every single morning. You can have it be a little bit different here and there or add elements of this or if it feels extra good, add a second thing onto it. Like it is so personal. A lot of the times we don't give ourselves, especially perfectionists because we're trying to get an A in everything, we don't give ourselves permission to do things our way. We think we have to do things the way that the greats do, or the best do, or we think we have to do what the 15,000 people who think that they can just give their opinions on everything do. Like, you're trying to meet other people's expectations, whether they know it or not. And when it comes to personal development, honestly, in general, it is not about meeting other people's expectations. It is entirely about what feels good to you and how you can expand on that. That's why, shameless plug here, but that's why I think coaching is so important because if you're trying to figure it out on your own, you can get bombarded by other people's opinions. You can get bombarded by um, the expectations you're putting on yourself or you're reading a book and suddenly you think you need to be at that level of the person who's writing the book. Like I've done that a few times before. And in, in reality, it's just that it just adds this insane amount of unnecessary pressure onto yourself. Whereas if you have a coach or a mentor, they're able to ask you the questions that will lead you into your version of that higher level of life. I think a lot of people think when you're hiring a coach or when you're getting a mentor, you're going gonna to become a copy of them and they could not be further from the truth. It's coaches, their job, if you they're doing a good one, is to ask questions, is to get you to your own personal next level because it's going to look different for everyone. And same with gratitude. Gratitude looks different for everyone. Some people have no problem sitting down and doing a 15-minute gratitude practice. Some people are like, if it's one minute or less, I'm thrilled, But the the important thing is that you do some form of gratitude, some form being the operative word here, because gratitude has been known, I mean, like scientifically linked to lowering um, stress, depression, anxiety, blood pressure. Uh, It aids with sleep. It, It helps you problem solve faster. It... Um, has been known to be a godsend in relationships who like are like relationships that you're wanting to build and love deeper. And I'll tell you, when I connect to gratitude more and more and more, my relationship gets better. Both my romantic relationships, my friendships, my my family relationships, everything. My client relationships, honestly, even get better when I'm connecting to gratitude. And it's so... It's just, it's, it's universal how impactful this this thing is. So first and foremost, let's talk about a bare bones, basic gratitude practice that you can do in any form of any way that feels good for you. But the bare bones is three things every day that you're grateful for. Whether that's thinking about three things, whether that's writing down three things, Whether that's every time you hop in the shower, you stop, you pause, you connect to breath, you think of three things, three moments in your life, and then you get in the shower. It can be so simple. But I'll tell you what mine was, and then I'll tell you what I've adapted it to. My gratitude practice was every single day I would write down... um, (laughs) overachiever status coming at you. I would write down 10 things that I was grateful for from the past 24 hours. And I did this for about a year. And while it was great, it really helped. The the thing was, I kept noticing the first five always felt so good. And the second five felt like I was like grasping for straws. (laughs) I was trying to figure out uh, I guess I can spin that as gratitude or it felt more like a homework assignment then. So I nixed it from 10 to 3. I started doing just three things that I was grateful for and I was writing them out. And again, that same thing came back. I was like, I, I like writing these down. It feels good, but I like writing down the visual elements of it. And so after that, I actually attended a seminar where we did this, this exercise called priming. Um, which sounds very primal, but it's, it is. I I can say it is. It's a uh, breath work for about a minute and a half. Then it's gratitude for three minutes. It's a um, healing exercise, like a light visualization, if you will. Not light, like light, like light Caesar. I'm talking light, like, like a beam of light, a beam of light coming down through you. Um, and then... After that, it's a visualization of three goals that you want to make happen, or three goals visualizing them as fully done. Um, And this, while way longer, it's a much more lengthy process, it has totally changed the game of gratitude for me, and it's been something that I can stick with, and it's been something that whenever I do it, I notice a massive difference in my day. So three minutes, because I'm going to just focus on the gratitude part of the priming exercise, three minutes, in those three minutes, you connect to one moment in your life. It can be at any point, any, any, any point, but you think about it and then you fully step back into that moment. So you feel your breath in that moment. You feel how your clothes we're feeling, you look around, you see what you saw, hear what you heard, you smell what you smelled, you're really activating the five senses because they are really powerful when it comes to sense memory. And it just gets you straight back into that moment and feeling so grateful, breathing so deeply. And I personally love that kind of style. However, I know some people who write three things that they're grateful for every day and they write how it felt in the moment, how it felt in the moment. And they really get detailed, they describe the, the goings on, they describe what they were feeling, and it's so it's it, beautiful or not, eloquent or not, poetry or not, it doesn't matter. It just, it really activates that sense for them. And I think it's amazing. So I want you to first and foremost ask yourself, which do you think you are? Are you more visual? Or are you more writing-oriented? Again, there is no wrong answer. None at all. So, I want you to first and foremost ask yourself that. And when you have your answer, can you commit to three things in whichever category you decide, three things every single day that you're grateful for? Whether that's writing them down, or whether that's thinking about them, whether that's Doing them in meditation or in a uh, attached to another habit, like about to get in the shower, so on and so forth, doesn't matter. Again, the important thing is is that you do it. Do you ever feel like you have to choose between mental health or physical health? Well, at Lift One Body, One Mind, we believe you should not have to choose anymore. Created by myself, a life and mindset coach and goal-setting expert, as well as my best friend and certified personal trainer, Kiana Reese, we believe that you can have total mind-body wellness because these two entities are meant to work together not an either or situation. Whether you've been inconsistent with going after your health goals, or maybe you've been completely mentally and physically exhausted and burned out, or maybe you're just plain tired of saying, I can do it on my own and then letting yourself down week after week. This one of a kind monthly membership is here to completely change that narrative with live programming designed to help you achieve your physical and mental best. And for those of you who are also looking to save a little extra money this year, this program is a fraction of the cost of others on the market, and it has about four times the programming and about 20,000 times the access to Kiana and myself. Total mind and body wellness is right around the corner for you. So click the link in the show notes to sign up or visit lifecoachbaker.com forward slash lift. Now back to the episode. But here's the deal, because after a while it starts to get a little monotonous, if you will. And (laughs) when that happens, I have two hacks for you to kick yourself out of the monotony of gratitude or the chore-like feeling of gratitude. A lot of the times when people are like, okay, I have a quick five minutes, I'm going to do a quick gratitude practice, and then I'm going to quickly go about my way. um, Notice a word that came up three times in that. (laughs) When you are Approaching your gratitude practice is like, okay, gotta get it done, gotta get it done. You're not gonna feel a gratitude. You're going your brain is not gonna be in the present moment, it's gonna be in the future. So your first step, your first step, this is not even one of the two hacks. Your first step is to slow down before you get into your gratitude practice. Slow down before you get into your gratitude practice. This can be by connecting to breath. This can be by doing a quick yoga pose. This can be by a- anything. I mean, you—you're really your world is your oyster here. But just slowing down, getting present. Back in acting school, actually, we we had this exercise where we'd walk around as the character, and you would notice things that are new. Notice things that are new. You'd walk around and we'd say, ah. Look at that scratch on the wall. Fascinating. <laughs> and while that might sound silly, it immediately dropped us into the present. Immediately dropped us into the present. So just looking around the room that you're in and s- noticing things that maybe are so mundane that you don't notice them, but just allowing yourself to be fascinated by them. That's another way to get in the present. It can be connecting to breath. It can be looking around the room like an actor. It can be putting your hands on a table and just breathing, just breathing into the present moment. It can be feeling your heartbeat. There are so many ways. But once you've done that and you've approached your gratitude and maybe it's just not wanting to sink in today. It's just not really feeling like, ah, oh, yeah, this is the gratitude practice I love. If it's not feeling like that, try these two things. Number one, get more detailed. Get more detailed. Here's what I mean by that. If you are saying, I am grateful for my partner, that's just not really going to cut it. (laughs) It's, yeah, you might be grateful for your partner, sure, but it's so broad that it doesn't have that rooted abundance of gratitude. But if you were to say, I am grateful for my partner coming up behind me and giving me a hug from behind and kissing me on the cheek this afternoon and telling me he loved me in my ear. That is way more detailed. That is way more powerful and is a specific moment you can latch on to. So if you get more detailed, yeah, sure, it's going to take a little longer, but it's way more worth it, if you're going to be putting the time aside for gratitude, you might as well do it where it's going to positively impact your life and not just be a quote nuance that you have to get through in order to get to your day. So writing down something more detailed, and number two is instead of thinking things from your whole life, all however many years you've been on this planet, just think of things from the past 24 hours. Giving yourself that time frame can really help get it more centered, get it more detailed. Again, going back to that detailed thing, but it can help with giving that like little barrier. And it just allows your brain that little sense of ease of like, Oh, I don't have to think about my whole life can feel a little less overwhelming. You just have to think about your last 24 hours. And the cool thing is that if you do this enough, just the 24 hour rule, you'll start to look for things in the following 24 hours that you can write down to be grateful for the following day. (laughs) It's really funny how the brain works. But those two ways, getting more detailed and thinking about things from the last 24 hours will help to get this gratitude practice a little bit more digestible. So I hope that you've enjoyed this little teeny tiny nugget, but I hope more importantly that you try this out. That you try out doing a gratitude practice or adjusting your gratitude practice, or maybe you've been doing um, it all journaling wise and you've decided, you know what, maybe more of a visual person. It is whatever works best for you. Remember, you are what's important here, not about pleasing the personal development gods or gurus. It is about what works best for you and it might take some trial and error and that's okay. <laughs> But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this got your juices flowing for gratitude. And I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I urge you to go check out the monthly membership program, LIFT. All the links are in the show notes, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash LIFT to check out the program. Until then, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.